And welcome to PWO, everybody. It is Thursday the 25th. I hope all of y'all are doing great today. Today, I am your host, Ben, from Colorado, the attractive guy on the edge of the couch. With me in studio, we got our special guest host tonight. He is the guest host, Patrick Lilly. How's it going? And with us on Zoom, we have the head of talent relations, the Codfather, Ryan Coddington. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Matt is you, Matt is out tonight. Yes. Uh, Dwight is on vacation. Jeff is uh, working. Um, Matt has a hot date, I believe. Is that what is that what you were told? That's what I'm going with. All right. Well, that's what we're going with, apparently. Um, so it's just the three of us tonight. We uh, have a lot for you tonight. We are going to review NXT and AEW results from last night. We're going to preview Fighter Fest. And we're going to talk about the last two rounds of New Japan. Um, do we want to knock NXT out real quick? Um, really? The only significant thing I think there was to talk about was the triple triple threat match. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Karrion Cross is rolling through people still. He he tapped uh, Bronson Reed. Rhea Ripley beat Aaliyah. Loomis beat Roderick Strong via countout. Like Roderick Strong's afraid of Loomis now because he got. Stuff. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, they did this thing. Where he, they were trying to conquer his fear, like a vignette where they were trying to conquer his fear, getting stuck in the uh, trunk of the car. But oh. you know, and he did it with with all of them, and then he still ran away from Dexter Loomis. Um, the only, again, only real notable thing the main event was Keith Lee versus Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano in a triple threat for the North American title. And the winner is going to face Adam Cole in a winner-takes-all match on July 8th, which is now, uh, was it Great American Bash, they're calling it now? Yes. Um, I saw online, was it uh, Dustin Rhodes' daughter that has an issue with them calling it the Great American Bash? Well, they've done Great American Bash uh, once before. I I don't think it was NXT. No. Um, I think they did it. Um, I think it was like a raw, like no, a random raw. I, I think they replaced a random pay-per-view. Oh, oh. Maybe, um, what, like a roadblock or one of those? One dumb, of those C-level pay-per-views. Yeah. Nobody really pays a glorified raw. Um, yeah. So Keith Lee ended up winning, uh, which I I think most people kind of expected. Um, I think it's pretty clear that if Adam Cole is going to drop the belt, it's going to be to Keith Lee. And I think we can probably all guess that if Cole drops the belt, that does mean that his contract's up in August, like there's been rumors about. Uh, what do you guys think on that? We all pretty much in the same place. With? Keith, Keith Lee taking the belt off Cole. Yes. If uh, Cole's contract's coming up. Uh, if it's not coming up, he's. I would think he's going up, but... I don't want him to. Yeah, I mean, that could be the other thing. If if it's not... If if Cole signed a longer contract, does that mean that we're gonna... We're gonna see, finally, Undisputed Era go up? Is it time for that? I think so. No, because they don't know what to do with the talent that they do have right now on the main roster. Well, we, and we I, know that. But yeah. from like a from oh. a draw standpoint, is it time for them to go to Raw or SmackDown? I have? actually think I I actually think Adam Cole retains. Um, I think he retains here in two weeks. <laughs> what um, does he do with the then, North American title? You think if he wins? Oh, you know, the give long it, give goal it. is that he's 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 going to double dip um, whenever we get to Takeover before SummerSlam. Um, he's going to double dip, lose both, be gone to AEW. You, you think, think he's going to become the champ, yeah. champ, baby? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They've already got those shirts made. You you know that. I mean, they had the Stallion Stampede shirts made too, Ryan. They did. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think obviously I mean, I'm with you. If Cole's not leaving in August, he probably retains. Um, but I think if Keith Lee wins, then that's probably a sign that Cole is going to be gone from NXT at the very least. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, that will be July 8th. They announced that great American bash is going to be over the next two weeks, just like fighter fest <laughs> is going to be for <laughs> AEW. Uh, what go figure, uh, with that. So, um, We'll go over the results of Dynamite. Dynamite was really good, I thought. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it yet. I will work on Wednesdays. I know you do, so. Although Wednesday, um, I watched it. Wednesday, I was watching the challenge, so. Um, I watch AEW over anything WWE anymore. Um, the only time that I watch anything WWE related is if it's 24 related or documentary or if I'm on YouTube. And yeah. I just binge watch it before i come on here with you guys i can't remember who said it on monday but somebody made a great point that wwe has become more like cinematic I did. In, it was, yeah, they were, okay. they've become a production company over a wrestling yes company. like all their documentaries are fantastic mm-hmm. um like everything that shows kind of like the breaking kayfabe stuff it really works but then all of their actual wrestling is horrible um, so anyways, we're going to dynamite the show opened up with Wardlow and Luchasaurus in a, um, lumberjack match, which was a cool throwback because you don't see a lot of well done lumberjack matches anymore. Um, both of these cats can go. They can. Oh yeah. Um, when do we get rid of Marco stunt though? I am. I don't you think don't. you're ever going to get rid of Marco stunt. Um, Agreed. Unfortunately, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be around for a while because I still think at some point we're gonna get a triples title. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, 100%. Oh. and he's got to be around because it gives you another team. Well, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are gonna get some straps at some point, yeah. and I think that that's the most likely route. Um, yeah. Jr. said something about Wardlow, like, oh, he's got to, you know, before too long, stop being the. A, I forget what he called him. The body or something. It wasn't, but it wasn't like a positive mu- like muscle. Like it was like his uh, negative to MGF, MJF. Yeah. Um, and I think that was his way of kind of trying to put Wardlow over. Like that dude, I think, could be a main I'm event. I'm telling you, if yeah. we can get him, our friend, Jared Silverclight, and Wardlow can become trust fund approved, he is going to shoot straight into that title picture. Yeah, I definitely think he is uh, like the prototypical monster that you like, but he can actually go. Yeah. Uh, really good couple of spots, including Luchasaurus doing a shooting star press mm-hmm. off the rampway onto a bunch of people. Um, they had kind of a dusty finish where Wardlow uh, went low and then his finisher to beat Luchasaurus at the end. This set up a tag match for Fighter Fest for uh, you know MJF and Wardlow and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I don't think they needed the lumberjack aspect, but without it, you don't get you know the shooting star press, um, which he kind of hesitated at first, and that was kind of a bad look on that. Um, but I think the lumberjacks were there just just for bodies for a couple of spots yeah absolutely definitely a couple spots um they did that spot where wardlow threw marco's stunt down onto everybody and he he launched that dude he had to be 15 20 feet in the air oh yeah uh at the highest so that was cool uh it was a good match uh sheeta came out and squashed red velvet which is an enhancement talent uh, she came out, hit a flying knee in a Falcon Arrow, and pin 35, 40 seconds, maybe. Yeah. Um, then she got into it with Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. Um, Sabian's hilarious, man. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I think the funniest exchange about that was that was after the dust settled. Um, he was missing a lens out of, out of his sunglasses. <laughs> and he turns to Penelope Ford and goes, these are my sunglasses. What are you doing? Yeah, and it was and, really... Good. Uh, that they're, they're, they're called my sandals. 
It was really funny because like the lens was missing for maybe a minute, two minutes. Like it was very long. It had been gone. And all of a sudden he was like, wait, my lens is missing. And he flipped, they flipped. It was really good. This, uh, is, this is my hat. That is the women's title match for Fighter Fest, Ford and, and Sheeta. Um, next, yeah. next match we had Colt Cabana with the Dark Order and Brody Lee versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Um, this was a, I thought this was a really good match. I thought Janela and Sonny mm-hmm. Kiss really stole the show. Uh, oh yeah, last night they were really really good. They oh. got a little, uh, they got a little vignette to open up that match where their Sonny Kiss was like being attacked by people at a gas station and. You know, Joey Janela was inside buying Lunchables before he realized that there was, like, a gang fight going on at the the pump. And then he starts whacking people with the Lunchables. That is a good waste of Lunchables, people. Um, that was really funny. And, uh, you know, Janela, I thought Janela and Sonny Kiss actually dominated this match for the majority of it. Um, and yeah. Colt Cabana feels like he's been brought in just as like another like here's a big name, but we're gonna use you as enhancement talent. Well, the thing is with the way the match was, it was Colt did a good job of like portraying that he was still not totally trusting a Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And Brody Lee pretty much came in and cleared house yeah. and then let Cabana get the pin. Okay. Um. So, you know, he's still hard selling Colt on Jordan the Dark Order. Okay. Um, the other thing with him, though, is that he really wasn't involved for a good majority of this match. Um, he was, he was, it was mainly, oh, spot on the floor, powder out, get back on, get back on the apron, get kicked off. And it wasn't until like the last minute or so where he kind of came in and just kind of took over. Okay. Yeah, the next match was SCU versus FTR. Uh, this was supposed to be um, what? A, what is Dustin Rhodes and Cutie Marshall's? Uh, what is their team called? Uh, Nightmare American Express. I don't know. Nightmare, Nightmare Express Collective or something. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh, it was. This was supposed to be them, and they made mention that Cutie Marshall had come into contact with someone with. Uh, COVID, which is going to be important later. Um, so for precautionary reasons, instead of having him come to where AEW was shooting, they told him to stay home and get tested at home. That way, if he was positive, he would not uh, contaminate like the whole show, which I think is really smart. And uh, we could talk a little bit later about how Con and AEW are handling this COVID thing way, way better than WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we could save that for after Dynamite. Um, this, again, man, like, tag matches. Really, really good tag matches. It's a lost art. And they, they, JR and Excalibur did a really good job of talking about, like, FTR is here to reteach people had to to wrestle and and correctly run tag matches like you got to hold the tag ropes how important they mentioned that how important it is to hold the tag rope and like actually be tagged into matches um they made they really went after kind of like Pentagon and yeah, looking uh, at you lucha bros who yeah. don't ever tag oh you go over the top rope the other guys in yeah it's lucha rules um, mm. this is really back and forth. Um, and in the end, FTR ends up getting the pin. Um, really, really good match. Really good tag wrestling. Um, at the end of this blade and butcher are stealing, uh, FTR's truck that they've been rolling into the ring with. Uh, you know, they've been driving into Dally's place. Yeah. And, uh, they were sitting in the car at the end of the match, and they're like, oh, we needed us a new weed wagon. This will do nicely. <laughs> and uh, they're sitting there yelling at FTR and challenging them to a fighter fest match, but they challenged them to an eight-man tag match um, with them and the Young Bucks, FTR the Young Bucks versus Blade and Butcher and the guys standing behind you, and, and it pans back to the ring where... Lucha Bros are behind okay. uh, FTR, and they they put out uh, they put out cash with the package power bomb, uh, double foot stomp combo. Okay, 
Um, and the Young Bucks come out, try and get the save late. So that set up an eight-man tag for Fighter Fest. That should be really, really good. I'm interested to see how the Young Bucks and FTR work together because the Young Bucks are very spot monkey heavy. And FTR is very like, we're not doing any, you know, we're not going to the top rope. We're going to grind and pound. Yeah, I I would wager you're going to see a lot of like inner turmoil throughout that match. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then you know they'll they'll probably end up putting it over. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like this is gonna lead to FTR and Young Bucks at All Out. Yeah, um, I feel like this is a good time to kind of get that build going. Yeah, I mean, definitely at some point we're gonna see them wrestle each other. I think one of them's gonna end up getting the tag belts before we have that match. Um, you don't need the tag belts, but they're going to make it a big deal. Like, oh, this is the biggest tag match in the history of AEW. Um, so Even bigger than the stadium stampede? Oh, but that wasn't a tag match. There was no tag ropes and therefore no tagging in. It was It was more like a free-for-all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there, were ta- there might have been tag ropes on the, uh, on the ring. Uh, I don't think there Nobody was. used them. Which, if you're ta- if you're listening to FDR, means it's not a tag match. Yeah. So, uh, next thing was Brian Cage came out and just absolutely killed an enhancement talent. Um, and then Taz got on the mic and started blasting Moxley, um, basically saying Moxley was a bitch for not showing up and he can hide behind, uh, potentially having run into somebody with COVID all he wants. <laughs> but we know that he's just running from Brian Cage and he's not going to be able to avoid him come July 8th. Yeah. Um, Brody Lee and Colt Cabana are talking backstage next and Brody's still just kind of selling Colt like, oh man, didn't winning feel good? You know, he's like, oh yeah, it was. It was good to get a pin again. Um, And then Brody Lee um, challenged SCU to wrestle Brody Colt and I think it's going to be Grayson in a six man tag at Fighter Fest. Finally, it's uh, we had Santana versus Matt Hardy. This was supposed to be um, what's his name, Sammy Sammy, Sammy Guevara. He's but been off air for a week and you've already forgotten him, Pat. Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of his name. Um, well, know. it's well, I mean, it's hard to remember him when. They've erased him from everything. They don't mention him. Um, I was actually kind of surprised they didn't open up the show saying something like, you know, hey, you know, speak out or this is a hotline or something. AEW has been really in the forefront as far as posting stuff about like mental health and Black Lives Matter. Um, I was kind of surprised that since they just lost two, two of their professional wrestlers, you know, to yeah. to to this speaking out that they didn't, you know, come out with something first. Well, I I think here's here's one way to look at it, and I think this is part of the reason it's been so successful is uh, Tony Khan is running this organization kind of like an NFL team, <coughs> you know, which obviously with his connection to the Jaguars, it makes a lot of sense. Which but is like, funny because his dad has kind of been ranked amongst some of the lower owners of a of um, NFL team. Yeah, but he's actually a really good owner. The problem yeah. is is they just He's a very good businessman. Yeah, yes. they just don't you know good businessman, bad fo- bad football. That's a bad bad luck too. Yeah. Um, you know, man, they were three years ago on the verge of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know yeah. um but Tom Brady. Anyways. Yeah. Fuck you Tom Brady. Yep. Agreed. Not our friend Tom Brady. He's great. But Tom Brady, who plays for the Bucks, fuck you. Um, that's gonna be really mad at all your cursing. No, I can curse. Ryan can't. Oh, weird. I still do. <laughs> weird. Um. Anyways, uh, Matt Hardy ends up winning this match. Uh, it was okay. Um, Which Matt did we get? Damascus. Okay. This was um, broken, Matt Hardy. Yeah, I'm tired of Matt Hardy getting wins. Okay. The dude is pushing 45. You have this tremendous roster of young talent. And yet, after the stadium stampede, where obviously he came out on, on top against arguably one of the best tag teams in, 
in AEW, <laughs> the next challenger for the TNT Championship, and then you have Jericho, and then you've got Guevara, who's probably one of the best talents under the age of 25 that you have, and you're still pushing Matt, Matt Hardy. It doesn't make any sense. We need to start pushing younger, younger talent. Well, I mean, I don't think you can. The stadium stampede. I think the elite needed that win, though. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really have a problem with them getting the win because Inner Circle had kind of been dominating all the head-to-head matches there. Yeah. I think it's more of why are we not pushing young guys who you know are the future? Why are we pushing somebody who's? Do you think Sammy wins that match if? Oh yeah. The original uh, well, happens. Uh, I'm not I'm sure biased about that because. Yeah, I'm biased because I've been on the Sammy train for a while. Um, well, it was it's clear that he's the him and MJF are the two young heels that they are really pushing. Yeah. Uh I I want to say Sammy wins, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh Yeah. Did we lose Ryan? Ryan, did we lose you? No, no. I'm here. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um so anyways, um, Ortiz and, and Santana are laying Hardy out then uh, Private Party comes out and makes a save again setting up a match for Fighter Fest so this is how they're filling out their card obviously uh, to close the night it feels we have, very tag heavy or was that just tonight uh, that made it tag heavy well I think it's a combination of things Okay, I, I know think, they have I think you have a lot of tag teams to showcase. Yeah. And I think it also feels tag heavy to us because we're used to one tag match per pay-per-view card. Fair enough. I get that. Um, which is not really how it should be. Um, anyways, the close is Jericho and Orange Cassidy facing off uh, before their match at Fighter Fest. And Jericho basically runs down Orange Cassidy, says he's a joke, told... Um, you know, told Arge Cassidy that he told Jericho and the Bucks like they're making a huge mistake for hiring the guy in the first place. And he's lazy. And if he does those lazy kicks to Jericho, he's going to knock all his teeth down his throat. Um, which was... prompts Cassidy to start doing the kicks. Yeah. Uh, was it this week or last week where Jericho broke the sunglasses? Last week, I believe. Okay. Um, but anyways, this... Also, Ryan, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. This breaks down to a big uh, fight, and they go all the way up the ramp. And, uh, you know, a couple of spots. Cassie ends up putting Jericho through a table, standing tall at the end of the show. Um, he also got his ear busted open, so he's bleeding out of his ear. Uh, standing tall. It was a really good segment. And I have to admit, like, I have never, like, Orange Cassidy is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he has his place. And I always kind of, like, feel like, oh, you know, there's a, there's a place in wrestling for comedic wrestling. Um, I never thought this guy would get over believably. And um, Jericho, man, is doing, this is what makes Jericho the best, is he is doing what, Every veteran who's leaving, you know, in the next couple of years, getting ready to leave in the next couple of years, uh, is supposed to do, which is put over young talent. Um, and he's, I think he's going to put Cassidy over a fighter fest too, um, which is crazy to me, but here we are. I just don't get, I just don't get it. I mean, I get I get the comedic side of it, but I'm just not sure what the switch is because it it hasn't really been fully explained to us as fans. Like, what's the switch? What's, like, the breaking point for Orange Cassidy to, like, turn it on? Like, and that's what I think I'm struggling with, with, like, with, like, his comedic side versus, like, his in-ring stuff yeah. being... It, it, it's just very confusing as a fan. Yeah, where where does he kind of be like, okay, time to actually go into things? Because it's like, I'm going to just kick you. Oh, yeah, I mean, is it me kind of like, yeah, I mean, is it kind of like Festus? I mean, it's kind of yeah, like Festus. I mean, kind of like Jericho pie faced him and like he went mm-hmm. straight for like a double leg takedown yeah. and the brawl ensued. Yeah, but in matches, it's 
felt very like what is setting him off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm I'm kind of with you guys. Like up until lately, I'm not really a believable character to me. Um, oh, but, I love Orange Cassidy, and I totally like get behind. But but his gimmick, gimmick like but like wh- I totally. You can get behind him, yeah. But like, do you get behind him carrying a world title? No, or a TV title? He's somebody who has TV title for a little bit because the fans like him. But they're kind of starting to show you that he can. He can go. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't stand behind him at all. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm starting to become more like Jeff. You know, and and not in the sense of like comedy shouldn't be in wrestling. Just give us some. Give us some details, even if it's like Shivani, like, oh well, he turns it on when did when this happens, or mm-hmm. you know, just something to let us know, like when he's turning it on, because yeah. it, it, I mean, he's a joke. Yeah. So, um, that was the end of Dynamite, and before oh, did did we go over the press conference because that thing was dog shit. Oh, you're right. They did have this thing with a press conference for Cody versus, um. Jack Swagger, and it was really bad. Like Jack didn't show yeah. up. Uh, hey, Jake Hager, excuse me. Um, where he didn't. You, you, you can call him Swagger. He didn't. He he wasn't there when the press conference was supposed to start, and like Arn and Cody both took a question, and they were like really, really dumb, like questions, and 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 like I get it. They're trying to build up like the MMA thing with Hager and they're trying to make it like a big fight feel Hager shows up and he just walks up and basically is like are we ready like to take the you know poster picture or whatever yeah and uh he he kind of like you know to Cody like he doesn't hit him but he puts his Uh like they do in uh yeah yeah, for actual MMA where they're like right up in each other but if we're both staring straight he goes like this to Cody (laughs) And uh, Cody like slaps his hand away. Dustin Rhodes gets up and yelling, and Cody did, backs everybody off. And then did they weigh them in? No, no, no. Uh, and then hey, no, they did talk they about might as well. They, they did talk about weigh-ins. I think like what they weighed in at. But we so, have a tweak weighing in at forty-seven but, pounds. But then uh, Jake Hager's <sighs> wife grabbed like one of the waters on the table and like threw the water into Cody Rhodes' face, and it was just yeah. it was it was bad it was really it was bad. bad and this is the problem with having cody as a champion is and this isn't all on him but when you have cody as a champion you know you have x amount of heels and when you're trying to build you know hype for like a pay-per-view yeah. you want bigger name guys so of course you're gonna grab hager you know so you book yourself into a corner a little bit with this yeah um, yeah and whereas, hager's a believable you, i could see hager yeah. as a u.s champ or not a U.S. champ, but a TNT champ. He's believable, well, I mean, he but he's not gonna. I mean, I don't think he's gonna win. Yeah, we're we're building for MJF to take that belt off Cody, right? Yeah. You you gotta you think hope. it's MJF. Um, if he was the world champion, I would be better with it, but yeah, but I don't think that's coming for a while. Yeah. No, but I think that I think that Cody just needs to wrestle. Yeah. Um. You know, I think I think we need to stop with the press conferences and, you know, these long-winded promos who come out, oh, I'm giving young guys hope. Well, you okay. know. Yeah, fucking should because you book, because you booked the show Co- because that's your job. You don't he, need to come out and say it. You yeah, but he's not breaking fight. kayfabe on that either. Like, No, well, then he just needs to fight because. Well, I think I think part of the thing you have to remember, too, with like the reason Cody, I think, does so many vignettes versus like just coming out and talking is uh, even though he's gotten much better, he still has. You can still hear the lisp. Yeah. Lisp. Mm-hmm. When he talks, and he, especially when he gets into like long winded kind of, you know, he lose like you can tell he's had a lot of speech work. Therapy. Yeah. Speech therapy with it. And he is way better even than when he was in WWE. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that is so they have the ability to reshoot yeah. in case it gets really bad. Because I think he, I do think there's probably some self consciousness yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, it's funny they want to say he's giving young guys a chance when you know Jake Hager is thirty eight. 
Yeah, but I mean, he's been running the the John Cena thing where he takes a, a anybody who wants. Yeah, like Stark's got the match. Mark Quinn got a match. Jungle Boy, like those are all young guys that were able to showcase yeah. well. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before we move on to Fighter Fest, uh, we talked about it, and here I want to kind of get you guys input on this. Uh, Moxley's been exposed to someone with COVID, and. As it turns out today, his wife, Renee Young, who works for the WWE, is positive for it. And, like, bad positive, like, bedridden positive at one point. Jesus. Um, so, I don't know if you'd heard about that today, Ryan. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah. But uh, my thing is, according to Renee, she didn't test positive to the WWE's test. But then she got her own test done and then tested positive. Well, that's because they're not doing a great job. Yeah. I think I think I think it was either Monday or one episode last week. It was Monday where, where we talked about how Yeah, they're... and you were talking about like just the basics of what we're doing as far as making sure we're good to work. Yeah. And it's and it's your questionnaire and then it's a temperature check. Well, I mean, that's not um, going to fully explain, like, whether you have COVID. Mel- Meltzer and Alvarez said today that the word is between 10 and two dozen in-ring talents for WWE I believe tested it. positive. On and WWE's well, never, test or on uh, That was not said, but the, they, they could have as many as two dozen in-ring talents mm. tested positive. Now, the thing about that is that we'll never know who they are uh, because they'll either be labeled as enhancement talent or they'll say, hey, X amount of enhancement talent have you been tested positive? Well, you'll probably not mention anything else. You'll probably be able to take a guess because they're going to have to get pulled from shows. Yeah. You know, if we don't see uh, AJ Styles for the next three weeks, it's probably because he has COVID. Ryan, I believe dinner is ready. (laughs) Uh, My wife is baking. Oh, I will be stopping by to get some. Sure. (laughs) So, um, Renee, I mean, I have to think. I could be wrong. I'm not the Surgeon General. I don't know. But if Renee Young is positive like that, and she's been, like, bedridden. Yeah. Do we? I mean, I don't think there's any way Has we can Mox expect. Has Mox been on AEW? No, Moxley was pulled from the show last week. They told him to stay home. Yeah, because they had confirmed he had been in contact Second. with somebody. Yeah. But, but what if about... his wife has it, like you have to think, like, how is he not going to test positive? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it makes you wonder what the backup plan for Fighter Fest is. What do you guys think they'll do? Because if that's, I mean, the plan was to shoot both. Uh, Knights of Fighter Fest this week. There's no way he's gonna be able to shoot this week. No. Now maybe him and Cage can shoot a match separate. Shoot the match separately in two weeks if he's not positive. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's but what even if might. But, that, but even, that's what I think would happen is he they say, you know what? It's a production choice. We can run a uh, promo. We'll have. But my, my thing is, Cage come out. What do you do if if you can't get him in the next two weeks? If do we have an interim champion? Do you strip Moxley? Do you say, well, it's COVID, guys. Sorry. You know, we've been transparent with it. I our, mean, our champ has it and he can't defend the title. I mean, I think you got to strip him of the belt, right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. that'd be 30 day compete clause, right? I don't know that AEW has anything like that. I mean, that's always kind of been like a WWE written thing that has gone away. Yeah. Um, Looking but, at you, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, so then, so then, what face do you put against Brian Cage for for said interim title or even the actual title? Yeah, um, that's kind of the bit. Could you here have is, Cody lose and then? Well, no, because Cody's Cody not allowed to wrestle for the title. Oh, yeah, I forgot about so, that. Let's go over what's on night one and what's on night two. Because okay. I think if Moxley cannot go, you're not going to see anybody on night two compete for the title versus Cage. Unless you um, restructure the It would have card. to be somebody from one, night one. Really quick. Um, 
as far as the two shows we just went over, NXT destroyed yeah. AEW in the ratings. It was by like one, some, um, 140, right? Uh, about like 100,000. Like yeah, but, um, but NXT's was, numbers were sort of close to like 150,000, though. But NXT's numbers weren't really that far down from what they usually are. WWE had a big spike, and I think that probably plays into them having that huge Balor, Gargano, Keith Lee match. Yep. Which is still crazy to me. Like, that product is so bad by comparison. It, it is not the same product that it was a year ago, let alone when, you know, we were we were pre-COVID. You've, uh, you've pulled those guys too thin down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as elite talent. And the other problem is the ones you left down there. Like, honestly, Champa and Gargano should have been gone. A long time. Well, ago. they were brought up, and then but, Champa. Yeah, but I mean, like permanently, they should have. They should have been guys that went up before. Uh, who who were the recent guys that brought up? Uh, Ricochet. Ricochet. Well, Ricochet. Um, um, but Lars Riddle still has a job. Oh, Riddle should still be down in NXT. There's way more they could have done. Uh, with him. Un- not Andrade. Who's who's his Goonies? Austin Theory was brought uh, up. Angel Garza. A- Angel, Angel Garza. Garza. There's one other Hispanic. Umberto uh, Carrillo. But they're not really yeah, like Carrillo. they're they're like half pushing new talent. Like Cameron Grimes should be getting a big push. Yeah. Damian Priest, Priest should be getting a big push. But Killian Dane should. Killian Dane is a guy. I mean, they wasted everybody in that in that faction. Um, Just remember, Killian Dane's the only one still with WWE who is a male in the. That's not true. Um, what's his name is with UK? He's at Imperium. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Ah, uh, uh, Wolf. Yeah, I forgot Wolf about is him. At Imperium. Um, Sometimes so I only Eric, only exists. Eric Young is actually gone. But... Him and the him and the Madman Fulton. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he was a part of that. Really um, for like a cup of coffee. But hot still. second, yeah. Um, but no, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't explain that. Um, but night one, you're op- uh, now. I don't know if this is the order they're gonna go in, but this is what how it's listed for night one. MJF and Wardlow versus uh, Jurassic Express. Uh, Private Party versus Pride and Powerful. Are we doing predictions as well, or are we just going over? Do you want to do predictions now, or do we want to just go through the card? We can wait till Thursday to do predictions. Okay. Because by then we might know more about the card order, what's on what day, and whether they're replacing Mox or not. Okay. So yeah. Wait, so is this not this up next? Is this not like a week from yesterday? This is. So you can do it on Monday. Today's Thursday. Oh yeah, Monday. There, there you go. There's another. Come there's still another show between. Yeah. Uh, that. So you have MJF and Wardlow versus Jurassic Express. You have Private Party versus uh, Pride and Powerful. Sheeta and Penelope Ford for the t- uh, world, the women's title. Omega and Hangman versus Best Friends for the tag titles, and then Cody and Hager for the TNT mm. title. That's night one. I don't um, really see anybody on night one replacing Moxley. So short term, short term, the Omega, they dropped yeah. the belts and Kenny yeah, and Cage. Yeah, I was thinking one of them, or even make it a triple threat. Um, uh, make it a make it a traditional three three way dance. So there's a little bit of drama with it. Um. But that split is, and that title drop has got to come. They had a really good vignette with them, and I actually, mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoyed Omega and Hangman's banter a lot. Yeah, it is. I relate to you more than anyone else. Hangman's great. Yeah, I, mean, I love Omega too. I'm, I'm an Omega guy, unlike some people. Just on does the not show. do it for me. He's the man. We were watching him and Okada today. So good. Okada's wonderful. <sighs> Whatever. I love me some Okada. Okada's great too, but Omega freaking tears the house down, man. He's so good. I think I think uh I think it's cool to not like Kenny Omega now. And that's stupid. 
Like he's so good, people gotta not like him. Like you're a hipster, a wrestling. Hipster. I feel like everybody's up his butt. I don't. I don't think anybody is since AEW started. And I think people forget how awesome he was in New Japan. Okay, that's my opinion. Uh, new night two. We got Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. Yeah, Nyla Rose will make an appearance, <laughs> which means uh, she'll wrestle somebody or um, enhancement talent. Did did no did um, what's her name debut yet? Uh, I know they said she's abandon abandon uh, Abaddon Abaddon. Uh, has she's she, the worst. Has she debuted yet? That uh, she faced Anna J, but that was it. Was it on Dynamite or Dark? It was on Dynamite. And then before that, her only other match was Sheeta on Dark. Okay. Well, then maybe not. I was going to say that might be a spot for her to get a big... She big... sucks. Uh, Brody Lee and Colt Cabana versus SCU. Jericho versus Cassidy. Uh, FTR and Bucks versus Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade. And then Moxley Cage is, is your main event there. Um, so I, I think unless you just make cage the champ, I don't think there's anybody. I, I think that you got to roll somebody out to get beat by him. If you make, did anybody think he was going to beat Moxley? No. Uh, yeah, I kind of did too. I could yeah, see, it. I mean, I can see it happening. You're going to make, you're going to give him essentially, you know, kind of the first AEW version of, you know, money in the bank. All right, you're gonna give him that. Give him Taz as your mouthpiece. Huge. Give you all this build, and it's got to lead to something. I definitely think he's winning the match. Uh, um, even if he doesn't win the belt, like Mox will get DQ'd, yeah, or something. Uh, yeah. If the match happens, how would we feel about Lance Archer Cage? I know Archer has a match earlier in the night. I don't. I don't think I'm not a big heel, heel versus heel guy. Yeah. It's got to be done under the right circumstances. Um, so, can we make a pitch for somebody like uh, Jurassic Express, somebody like Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus? <sighs> Especially if they go over night one, at least there's some story there from the ju- casino ladder match. I don't think you can justify either one of them getting a title shot. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I'm saying just as a fill in, though. I mean, if it's like a non title. You know what they might do? They might just do a tournament. They're good at tournaments. Have we seen a tournament from a yeah? So yeah, we had the TNT title. Maybe and they the tags, do. Maybe yeah. they do a battle royal. That's what I was thinking. They probably do like a battle. You a could, battle royal is the only thing that makes sense. You could throw Cage, Jericho, Omega, Page, MJF, Wardlow, both the Jurassic Express, Archer. Oh. Um, so I was thinking, if Omega loses on night one, what reason would he have to immediately get a title shot after losing the tag titles? He doesn't, but Hangman does because um, he lost to Jericho in the inaugural title match. So he has more of a claim to it, I think, than than Kenny does. I can see your argument. <sighs> My issue is Kenny... As far as I'm aware, like outside of losing to He's Jericho, lost a couple tag matches. Yeah. According to this, he is twenty nine and eight all time in AEW. Okay. Huh. I'm trying to look for like singles matches. Like he beat Pac in his last singles match. No, oh, go yeah. hold on, that's I'm going the opposite way. Was that no. Was that was that the Iron Man match that went into overtime? And yes, made Jeff, like, lose it was. Okay. So okay. Kenny, Kenny actually last singles match was has not lost a match. God, Kenny hasn't lost a, maybe not lost a match this year. Lost here. Oh, you're right. I'm missing. Yeah, He's lost him and Michael Nakazawa lost to the best friends. And then he also um, lost to uh, Jericho and knock, Guevara. Knock, 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 oh, knock. yeah, Jericho and Guevara beat him uh, in that one match. False, False Kennedy. 
I think the benefit of putting the Mox cage match on night two is you essentially have two and a half weeks to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, you can. And if you're going to have Mox. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's the million dollar question. Yeah. Are you going, Is can Mox go? Depending I just don't see on, how he's going to be able to, though. Yeah. Depending on how, you know, Mox recovers. I don't really want to use the word recovers, but I can't really think. Because you're not sure if he actually has yeah. it. Uh, they could film that the Monday or even the Tuesday before and then still cut it in like the day of. Oh yeah. I mean, they have all the way. So up, they really have, they have all the way up till about four o'clock on the day yeah. to a fire fest. Um, so that you, being so said, you said, Cody's on night one, right? Cody's on night one. Cody is not getting the title. Shot. If Cody no, gets t- no, but here's, but here's an interesting um, way to fill the match gap there. Um, you have Cody versus Brian Cage for the TNT title. So you're saying do a TNT title instead of a world title? Yeah, because that'll give you time to get a tournament or another match option together. So Hager, also, Hager uh, loses. Hager's then, not going to win. No, but I'm just saying, so Hager loses. Yeah. Um, and then you have Taz come out and cut a promo of some sort. And then... You know, oh, you know, Mox is too big of a coward. Nobody back there wants to fight Brian Cage. And then, you know, you have your you have your proud proud Cody come come out and you know because he doesn't have a match on on night two yet. I don't I don't know. I so far it's, it's a drop in in opportunity. You're supposed to get a world title shot. Yeah. On it is, but he is in in the standings. He is in the single standings. Yeah. What if, no, so, I know, but I'm just what saying, like, Cody... there's no, there's no competitive reason Cage oh, no, should take I, that I agree. match. I mean, what and, if Cody... and let's face it, he's tied with Taz. Like Taz has got to be smarter than that. Why would I give up a world title shot? What if Cody says he still gets his world title shot, but he also gets the TNT title shot? I just, I think we're making it way harder than it needs to be. Then at that point. Yeah. No, but you need to have an option when Mox doesn't show up. I think you, you gotta, know, and I think, I think that, you strip you strip Mox of the title and you put Cage versus somebody for the world title. Who right now is believable as a world title? That's a face. There's no Kenny there's Omega no face. and Hangman are both. But if they both if they lose night one, what's just the guy who doesn't eat the pin gets the shot. I'm torn on that because he still lost the match. Yeah, but he didn't get pinned, and it's not a singles match. I think the only thing with that is, I mean, so are you going to build? So if you really have a problem with it, because I, I mean, ultimately we assume Cage is going to win the match anyways, right? So make him a legitimate champion by having him beat somebody worth a crap. So like beating Kenny Omega for the title is a way bigger win than say who's who's the top guy not in a match Cody <laughs> no like not in a match period for fighter fest um, du- I, like don't think Dustin I, don't, I don't think there's anybody Dustin yeah. Rhodes no. No. no but I'm saying who's the top like your top guy who's not on the card at all it's like probably like I, Dustin Rhodes um right <laughs> Kind of. Kip Sabian, but that's my yeah. point. You don't really have Sammy Guevara. <laughs> you don't really have anybody, unless you got somebody waiting in the wings to debut. That's big time. But I don't think there's anybody that big name on the free agent yeah. market. I mean Miro. Yeah, I mean Rusev. Uh, I mean, I, I think Mike DeShazo said he's going to Impact. I'm not saying he. I'm just saying that would be somebody who would, you know, as far as name goes. Yeah, but then, but then to bring up what we brought up earlier, you know, what is what is the validation for him to walk in the door and get a title shot? Yeah, he's the biggest free agent signing in the history of AEW. So that. Allows him to jump over everybody. He walks in and demands a match because Cage is demanding the title. 
And look, guys, I get it. We're we're all on the whole records yeah. thing, and and that's great. And and they are trying to follow it. But come on, if if Hulk Hogan in his prime walked into AEW, you're not telling me he wouldn't walk in and get a title shot right off the damn bat. I think there's a big difference between Hulk Hogan and Miro. There, yes. there is, but you get what I'm saying. You know, if you would have said, you know, Hulk Hogan and Jericho, I'll give you that. But I, I still think, I mean, like, so what about, uh, I don't know, say Shinsuke Nakamura's contract's up and he walks in to compete against Brian Cage. Was Nakamura a big enough name to ge- generate that type of buzz? I mean, worldwide, yeah, I he's would... one of the biggest wrestlers, period. I think he's a bigger name than Miro. Yeah. Sure, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, what's the line? I mean, Rusev was over, over, over. Yeah. Like, yeah. probably one I of think... the top ten guys, if not top five guys, over. At one point in WWE. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, what are we talking about here? I mean, he immediately becomes one of the most popular guys in in AEW, right? Yeah. I don't... I think that if you're AEW, you slow play this and not force a title match that you don't need to force. Yeah. But if, honestly. But if Moxley can't go, I think you have to do something. Yeah. I don't think you can't. Yeah, but I don't think you, you can go. You don't force a title match, though. No. Uh, I th- yeah, I think you have to. I don't think you have I, to at all, especially if you still have Cage on the card. I mean, you you can still have a match between yeah. him and a and a high level yeah. face without with, without the title. I don't think you I can. think the correct answer is open the night with Cage and Taz. With Taz saying along the lines of, you know, what he's been saying, Moxley is too afraid. Yada yada yada. Then you have somebody debut, or then you have somebody. You know, here's my thing. You can't again. WWE just put Keith Lee versus uh, Adam Cole the main event at the same time. Cage versus Moxley is supposed to main event. You can't walk out of that show without a world title match at the end of the night. You have to have a world title match at the end of the night. I don't disagree. I mean, what if the counter to that is their own tri- triple threat? You know, and you have and you have Kenny and you have Hang and you have Hangman and Brian Cage. Triple threat tag for, 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 the, for world, the world title. Yeah, the world title. Triple threat match. Yeah. That yeah. is your be- – other than Mox actually showing up, that is your best case scenario. Uh, there is not another option on the card, top to bottom, that I, can fill a world title match. I think, I think you have Kenny Omega lose to Cage for the belt straight up. But I think we're all in agreement so the Cage wins either way. Yeah. I would think so. I'm not saying it's impossible. He couldn't, but I mean, I see, here's my thing. You use Kenny. Cause first of all, him and Kenny, will tear the house down. They'll have a great. Oh match. yeah. Um, but you, nobody expects Kennedy to get the belt right here, which is fine. Um, but also now you've, you've added to that. Kenny can't win the big one narrative you've been trying to sell since AEW started. Yeah. And now you have Brian Cage who is your world champion who's beaten Kenny Omega and you know you could have Mox be the first guy to get a title shot if he's going to be ready or you can have Cage run through people and push off wrestling Mox for 3 to 6 months, you know, whenever the next pay-per-view is. Yeah. Going like you did, you know, showed you go to the back of the list, you got to work your way back up so you can build Mox all the way back up, yeah. Um, before they have that match, let's hit New Japan real quick before uh, we yeah. get kicked off air, yeah. Okay, um, I guess you guys can finish that on Monday, but is it? It'll be interesting to see what happens, yeah. And WWE, sure. WWE totally sabotaged that on purpose, I think. Also, I need to try to get Mox sick on purpose. Just throw it out there. Okay, so to update your brackets, 
Mm-hmm. We first had night four, which ended the last bracket of the first round. Um, we had Yoshihashi beat Tenzin, Evil over Kojima, Bushi over Yo. I'm telling you guys, you're sleeping on Yo. Yo got slept, and he's out of the tournament. Oh, Yo is out. And Goto over Takahashi. Oh, wow. So, that- so before you go to the second round, what what was your favorite, or I guess what was the best match of the first round? I have not watched very much yeah. of the tournament. Uh, so I've only seen two of the four like first round nights. Um, I, I hate Zack Saber, but uh, <laughs> him and him and Ibushi put on a really good match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Also, nobody picked up on the fact that I was. Just- like completely joking last no you were not last week the no, finals you're... is gonna be nope, nope. Uh, you already put yours in stone you're not allowed to go back now listen everybody nope, knows nope, it's gonna be nope, okada coda nope, nope. we got john tape already you had to put it in stone it's it's in stone i think oh. i've yeah nope, it's all i over. think i'm pretty sure i said okada uh ibushi like the first time we kind of reviewed no we the told bracket. they told you to put it in stone so i think um the best match of the first round for me was night one when you when you had desperado and e she e yeah um i think it was amazing from bell to bell um another one um you had you had yuji nagata and then you had minoru suzuki and it was just a slugfest. The whole t- it it was so much fun to actually watch to watch wrestling and just feel again. Yeah. Wait, Ryan, you've regained feeling. I still don't have feeling. Um, go back and watch Blood Money, and it changes you completely. <laughs> I, I still you know, haven't recovered from that. Knowing I was going to be on here tonight, I watched Raw for the first time since Money in the Bank. Oh, my um, God. In case we had to talk about Raw. I didn't. You're a better man than I am. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it. It's bad. It was really bad. It's bad, isn't it? It's really bad. Um, It's terrible. Real quick, because we are running out of time. Uh, Second round, we had the first four matches there. Uh, Ishimori went over uh, Kanemaru. Ishii over Makabe. Yeah. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi went over Yano. And Okada beat Nagata. Yeah. Another great match right there. Um, it's only $9.70 a month. Okay. You get all of the great shows that, that, that New Japan has put on in the past. You get all of this live, fresh, fresh content. Yeah. It's it's so worth it. It's better than WWE right now, and in all honesty, it's better. It's it's better than any match that AEW has put on. And it's also twenty nine cents cheaper than the nine ninety nine WWE Network. You are not wrong. Good callback there to you know WWE pushing how much the My- network costs every show and pay per view. Yeah. So that will do it for us tonight. I appreciate you guys letting me come on yeah. and hang out. Um, Ryan, you got anything to plug? Um, not right now. Um, I think it's just safe, safe to say for now. Um, just talking with various wrestling talent. I think one way or another, we won't have we won't have interviews for a little bit. Um, some talent saying that they're not going to put their name out there right now for various reasons. Um, and with talent getting back into the ring, um, I think it's safe to say for a little bit, we won't be seeing any talent, but um, free, free agent Zicky Dice um, will be on the show relatively soon. So keep your eyes peeled. Nice. I can uh, be buried by Zicky again. I'm excited oh. to hear uh, what's going on with him, man. Yeah. That's free kind agent of, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, Ben, like, comment, subscribe, all of our stuff. Uh, share it with your friends, family, your neighbors, your dog, your dog's friends, uh, your coworkers. Oh, no. 
What's oh no, Ryan? What's oh no? Um, Extreme news. Rules is now being tagged as WWE Extreme Rules, the horror show. Uh, Mike DeShazo, you'll be happy to know that uh, I want to get undressed right now, but because we are in studio Yikes. and live on Facebook, I will not be getting undressed. Mike, don't give him any ideas, please. Um, oh, Mike. All right, that is it for tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, just a quick note. Guys, wear your masks. I know they are not going to be mandated after next Wednesday, but wear, wear your damn masks. Let's get over this. Let's get football started in the fall. Let's get kids back to school, and let's get back to a little bit of normalcy by being a little bit unnormal for a little bit longer. Pat, should we go grab some drinks? Absolutely. Let's go grab some drinks. Have a good night. God bless. This is PWO signing off.